You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, community and audio storytelling producer here at Vocalo. And in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like and other stories you hear, I also teach Vocalo's free eight-week-long audio storytelling workshop that we offer to you, our listeners here, because at Vocalo, we want to represent you on our airwaves, your music, your stories, your Chicago. And so we invite you to apply with zero prior experience necessary whatsoever. You'll learn from start to finish how to interview, record, produce, and mix your very own radio story that we will then share on our airwaves with the Vocalo world. Born on the south side of Chicago, Tanikia Thompson Carpenter is a writer, actor, and producer. When someone is shot in Chicago, Pastor Donovan Price gives himself no more than 20 minutes to be on the scene. Tanikia interviews Pastor Donovan Price to learn more about his unique calling. She brings you Be the Prayer. I don't, I don't, I don't say never, but I don't think I would do what you do. Um, <laughs> I would do it either. I could, I could support it in a different way. Um, but what is something that people who, who will not ever do what you do, what do we don't know about this because we see the news and we may see a scene afterwards or something, but what is it something that's like, y'all just don't know. The amount of people affected by one incident, I think that's huge. Um, if it's a child, there's actually more people affected because you add classmates. So you got 30 plus people who weren't there who are affected just by an empty seat. And realize also, it's not an over there thing. It could happen over here, over there. Or it could happen on your doorstep. It could happen in that neighborhood that you moved in because you never thought it would happen in that neighborhood. As long as, as long as, um, there is evil enough to cause one man to pick up a gun and shoot another man, um, then it will happen wherever it happens. Meet Pastor Donovan Price. He's a pastor, but not over a congregation. His ministry is a bit different. When someone is shot in Chicago, Pastor Donovan quickly heads to the scene. In his words, his goal is to be the prayer. I met Pastor Donovan at a prayer circle five years ago, the day after Xavier Joy was shot and killed on my block. I was three months pregnant at the time and didn't know what to do, but wanted to do something. I threw on my flip-flops and walked to the end of the block to join the prayer circle. Since then, I've kept up with him, mainly through social media, and how his ministry has aided those who have been directly affected by gun violence in Chicago. I grew up uh, on the south side of Chicago, right a block away from Trinity, where <laughs> Officer Preston's, uh, you could act- I could actually see my mother's house, the back of my mother's house. Actually, I-, I parked in my mother's driveway and walked the block to the funeral. Um, but I grew up in uh, studying to be a priest in the Catholic school system um, from six years old when I first decided to become a priest. And um, until the neighborhood itself was, you know, back then it was it was peaceful and nice. There was an area uh, known as uh, Loden Homes in Princeton Park, which was a little rougher, but the fact was my friends all lived there from grammar school. I actually live there now. I was curious about his start. I mean, how does someone become what I like to call a spiritual first responder. I saw the uh, actual um, uh, director of public engagement for the police department who I worked with 
um, saw on TV where there was a, uh, actually a mass shooting and he was holding a grandmother back from jumping over the tape and trying to get to her two grandsons who were dead nearby. And I thought to myself, I said, I know Glenn and he's a great guy and all that, but he's, that's, I know that's not in his job description. And, um, and so God was just kind of like, you know, well, that's, that's, yeah, you're right. That's terrible. Then, uh, you know, somebody who could do it. And, 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 uh, it was obvious that that was uh, meant for me. And, uh, and that kicked off my, uh, uh, my, you know, uh, beginnings, I guess, to what I do now. So when Pastor Donovan has been notified that someone has been shot, he gives himself no more than 20 minutes to get to the scene. And here's why this is crucial. Um, I give myself about 20 minutes to get to a scene. Um, it's actually something that God just gave me. Uh, that's the time that the ambulance is making a decision on whether they're going to take the person to the hospital or they're going to leave them there. They're declared dead at the scene. Um, when I come up, I have about what I always say, 45 seconds to become a member of the family. Most people think that I pray at the scene and I'm constantly praying with the family and I rarely pray with the family at a scene simply because when that mother comes running down the street and a child is laying 20 feet from her, I can't burst into prayer a lot of times. Oh, Heavenly Father, you know, that just doesn't work. She's not hearing that. Nobody's hearing that. Um, and so I have to be the prayer. I have to be all those bumper stickers that people put on their cards and say in church and all those scriptures that um, they learned in Sunday school and never actually saw in the Bible because they never picked it up. I have to be that and I have to be um, I have to be the hands and feet of Jesus as he told us all we should be. Pastor Donovan's presence is felt in more ways than one, whether it's consoling family members as they arrive at the scene advocating for victims, or walking with the family long after the funeral is over. On one occasion, he scrubbed and cleaned the blood of a victim from the sidewalk so the family wouldn't have to look at it. He has remained in touch with most of the families he served to this day. Can you share with us, out of all the many times that you've been to a scene, um, just one that, like, that one stuck out to me or that one I can't shake it, it did something to me. The first three people I responded to were actually six-year-old girls. Um, they were in separate places. One was in Inglewood, one was in Roseland, and I forget exactly where the third one was. Uh, the one that was in Roseland was visiting her aunt, and, that, and they said that they didn't take those kids anywhere. Like they were in the backyard. Everything they wanted to do was in the backyard. And uh, they just so happened to take him, I think, to the zoo or something like that. And in between the car and the front door of the house, she was shot um, by a random bullet. Um, that six-year-old, um, I believe that was 2016, 2017, uh, I took, took her and her brothers and sisters everywhere. Um, her grandmother was in charge of the house, and her mom was there. Her uncle was there, and a, a couple of more siblings. Um, I worked with them, you know, off and on sometimes just taking the little girl to the um, eye doctor or, you know, getting some groceries and stuff. But in between 2016 and um, 2022, uh, everyone in that house um, was shot. And uh, uh, and actually, all but the little girl and her one sister were shot and killed. Um, that's one scene out of a thousand that really has, you know, for the family to see them all go like that. Solutions and resources. I think that's that wraps it up. But what does that mean to you? And what would that realistically look like 
for Chicago violence. Solutions and resources go together because sometimes you don't need resources. Sometimes resources are not always the answer, but solutions are always the answer. Gun violence is never well, in most cases, 90% of the time, it's not just gun violence. There's problems in the home. There's trauma. There's psychological problems, sociological problems, cultural problems, psychosociological. I mean, it, it gets so deep. Sometimes if you rewind a shooting, you'll see why the shooting happened in the family and in the lifestyle and in, and, and, and how things went wrong or went different. Um, and so there's, there's, there's um, always a need. Um, and sometimes the need extends far beyond uh, a gunshot. A few years ago, I saw Xavier's mom having dinner at a restaurant in Hyde Park. I gathered myself and gently approached her to give my condolences. Since the death of her son, I'd given birth to my child and sympathized with her because no mother should have to bury their child. It's not natural. She asked if I remembered anything from that fateful evening. The only thing I could remember was the streetlights had gone out. I wish I had more for her. She graciously thanked me, and I went on my way. In retrospect, I now know more. I now know that Xavier wasn't forgotten. While he was laying helpless on the ground, someone dropped everything to come for him. His name is Pastor Donovan Price, and he's Chicago's first spiritual responder. This piece was produced by me, Tanikia Thompson Carpenter, for the Spring 2023 Vocalo Storytelling Workshop. Shout out to Pastor Donovan Price of Solutions and Resources and the whole Vocalo Storytelling team. You can find this and other stories at Vocalo.org.